Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to your host, Akeem L, on Hindsight Radio. Uh, John, could you please tell us uh, what the situation is with you and um, when you're entering the United States? Uh, a lot of people don't want me in, you know. They think I'm going to cause a violent revolution, which I'm not. And the, the others don't want me in because they don't want me to cause peace either, you know. Because peace is big. Uh, war is big business, you know. And they like war because it keeps them fast and happy. And I'm anti-war, so they're trying to keep me out. But I'll get in, you know, because they'll have to own up in public that they're against peace, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can we, as as the youth of, of uh, Toronto, like, what can we do to try and help you? Uh, help me by helping yourselves, you know. And uh, the militant revolutionaries, ask them to show you one revolution that turned out to be what it promised militantly. That's uh, take Russia, France, anywhere they're at it. What they do is they smash the place down, then they build it up again, and the people that build it up hang on to it. And then they become the establishment. Now, you guys are going to be the establishment in a few years. It's not worth knocking it down, because it's convenient to have the rooms and the machinery. The thing is to protest, but protest non-violently. Because violence begets violence, you know, and if you run around wild, you get smacked, and that's it, you know, that's the laws of the universe. And they've got all the weapons, they've got all the money, and they know how to fight violence because they've been doing it for thousands of years, suppressing us. And the only thing they don't know about is non-violence and humor. And there's many ways of promoting peace. Do everything for peace. Kiss for peace, or smile for peace, or go to school for peace, or don't go to school for peace. Whatever you do, just do it for peace. It's up to the people. You can't blame it on the government and say, they're doing this, they're they're going to put us into war. We put them there, and we allow it. You know, and we can change it. If we really want to change it, we can change it. Uh, What about that? Locked on Hindsight Radio.
Team L on Hindsight Radio. Man, if you got something to say, you need to just say it, man. Oh, I see you're turning on after I shocked you by telling you that prayer is neither heard nor answered by a God in the sky. I want to give you a new definition for prayer, some of you. Prayer is a positive mental transaction within your own mind. Prayer is a positive mental transaction within your own mind. And so as such, prayer is not even a religious exercise. Prayer is what you say to yourself within yourself. And to put it in the first person again, because I want you to be able to use this message. Prayer is what I say about myself within myself. And I want to go back to the text that we read a few moments ago concerning the episode of the woman with the issue of blood in the gospel. In the Gospels, there is this lady who had an issue of blood for 12 years and who had tried all kinds of remedies and good physicians, but nothing helped her. And finally, Jesus came to town to conduct a meeting. She had heard about him. How many people had been blessed and helped and healed through the ministry of Jesus? And the words of the scripture which I just read tell us that she said within herself, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And I want to point out something to you good Bible people that perhaps you've never noticed before. Notice where this woman's prayer was said. Notice where this woman's prayer took place. This woman did not address her prayer to a God in the sky. But the scripture says what? She said within herself. 
If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And so I want to suggest to you a new way of prayer. When you pray, you are really talking to yourself. You are talking to your own mind. You are convincing yourself of the good which you desire. And here again, you know, when you pray, you have no one to convince but yourself. So many people waste a lot of time with this so-called religious praying by trying to convince a God in the sky to do something for them or to give them something. But here again, and I have to hold the guideline on the Scriptures because we're going into the Bible Belt. This woman's prayer took place within herself. She said within herself, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. That was a mental transaction which she made within her own mind. To go into a bit of mind science and science of living for a moment, her conscious mind impressed the idea of healing, the idea of wholeness, the idea of restored health upon her subconscious mind. And this is the mental transaction. These are the mental mechanics which take place when you pray. The conscious mind conveys an idea to the subconscious mind. With her conscious mind, she selected the idea of wholeness, the idea of health, the idea of healing, and declared it and affirmed it. And the subconscious mind accepted that idea of healing and of wholeness. This is why here in these services we're always affirming, even to the point of being redundant. I want you to know that I am purposely redundant in my messages and in my classes. Oh, of course, I studied theology, homiletics, and hermeneutics. But I found that people don't need that. People need something that they can use. People need the truth presented to them in such a way that it will set them free. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information is changing the nation. I'll them again. We will never, never, never trust. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Them not know what they do. They go to yai while I'm sticking like glue. Blinking green while I'm blocking for you.
want to be the chief. See the man till he's full, then he still want me. Give me three, chat the teeth off my feet. Why for you to increase, I must decrease. If I treat you kindly, doesn't mean that I'm weak. You hear me speak and think I'm take it to the streets. I know enough cats that don't turn the other cheek. But I try to keep the civilized like men to leak. And other Africans are serving stars with war scars. Get charged with capitalistic systems. So many poor that got what you can't lift them. How you going idolize the missing? Survivors stay alive in the face of opposition. Even when they come in, gunning, I stay in position. I don't know the mission since conception. Let's free the people from deception. If you're looking for the answers, then you gotta ask the questions. And when I let go, my voice echo through the ghetto. Sick of men trying to pull strings like the pedal. While black people always be the ones to settle. March through these streets like Soweto. Uh. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host, Akeem L., here on Hindsight Radio, information station changing the nation. I wish peace, prosperity, wealth, good health to everybody that's listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in uh, to another episode. Uh, and thank you for staying with me, even though I told you guys I wouldn't be teaching Remedy on the air anymore. I would only be concentrating on spiritual things. This is what my Tuesday shows are dedicated to. But keep in mind, I have other hosts. We have Bud Bay. He was on yesterday. He had a great first show. He, you know, told about his personal experiences. Go back and listen. It, was, it truly was a good show, spiritually connected, uh, showing how you can rise above your situation and become better than you were the day before or the year before or years before. You know, 
I watched that brother, you know, five years. And, you know, we, you know, he didn't bump heads with me. I bumped heads with him at one point, you know, when I was showing him some things and I felt like he didn't get it and I, I got frustrated. But he suffered through that and, and still allowed me to show him the path. You know, he suffered through my 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 uh, short patience, my short temper. Uh, and I, I thank him for doing that. And I'm sure he's thankful for doing that because some people, you know, they'll take your shortcomings and use them against you and not to deal with you anymore, even when you mean well. So remind, be mindful of that. Some people could be short with you or very frustrated with you, but it, a lot of times those people really are passionate about what they're talking about, what they're thinking. And when they're short, you know, my, my thing is, is when, I, when I get like that, I know you're better than that. I know you, you could think higher than that. So, I'm speaking to the higher person. That's what I'm looking for. And when you are displaying other than your divinity, that frustrates me. So, but I, I, you know, I've worked on that, you know, pulling back and and being more mindful and more compassionate in those areas. And he's one of those brothers that went through that with me. So it was like a journey together. I learned something from him and he learned something from me. You know, I, I, you know, I took a hard look at things, you know, in my communication with him and other people and say, you know, maybe you need to, you know, just realize that they don't understand. Like the song says, forgive them father. They know not what they do. So I, you know, first of all, I got to forgive myself before I can forgive others, you know, for allowing myself to get in those mindsets. Uh, so yeah, he had a great first show. Uh, we have Beth does her, you know, raising independent thinkers show. You guys really need to support that show. Very good information on homeschooling your children and and taking control of your the minds of your children. You know, we we've been sacrificing our children to the state for years. I've done that, and I can see the results of that. Me doing that. Letting someone else become the authority of education for my own children. Um, you know, we we are letting them create the boundaries and the limits of what is education. We're to, they, we're letting them set the standards, and we know those standards are no good. You know, but we still do it because we feel like we have to. We're limited. We, you know, it's like the title of my show it says boundaries, and I'm gonna dig deep into that boundaries. Um, a lot of us are losing out on good things because we have these boundaries in our mind, these hangups. I call them hangups. These preconceived ideas. Where did you get these preconceived ideas? Who who told y'all that you had to be limited or you had to have boundaries? Who told you this? Where did you get this idea? You know, as we know, we get it from the sea of the minds of people. Like today's topic is going to be a continuation of last week, but it's, this time it's about boundaries. Um, we also have, let me just go back to the shows. We have the Divine Connection show with Tasia and Jessica. 
We have Xavier L's show, Akeem Xavier L Jr. show. Uh, sometimes he'll do a show on Friday. Sometimes he did a show on uh, on Saturday. So uh, he did one Saturday. And uh, there you have it. You know, we, we, we full. We full up now. Like one of my favorite movies is uh, uh, what's the, the Bad Boys. And when they made that buck, said, we full up. We full. Yeah, that's what's happening, you know. We'll be back. But it's we on a different energy, a different level, a different message. It's all about positivity, raising and elevating your mind. This is where we are. Where we are, and that, that means a transition of listeners. You know, some people are just looking for the negative. They're looking for some problem they want to fix in their life. You know, they're looking to fix. Maybe they're going through a foreclosure. Maybe they're going through debt problems. They're just That's all they're looking for. But what I keep telling you, if you want to fix any of those problems, first got to fix your mind. So this should be the first stop before you go to that. I've had, I got all of those remedies and been successful. But I know the first stop in order for any of those to work is your mind. And I try to tell people that. I've worked with people who refuse. They just come jumping from, uh, I call them information holes. Information, information, looking for this, looking for that, looking for that. You know, all the answers outside of them prostituting themselves, paying for this and paying for that and getting nowhere. And when I say, you know what, you need to sit down and spiritually connect and meditate on this thing and envision your problem solved, and then the answer comes to you. See, they got the cart before the horse. They want to look for somebody to fix their problem instead of them looking for themselves to fix their problem. All answers are in us. You know, I when when when, uh, when Bum Bay did his show yesterday, before the show, I said, "Listen, you know, just just talk about your story. Just open up and be truthful about be, you know. And guess what? The spirit is going to connect and it's going to download everything you need to say. That's just how it works. There is no other recipe or remedy. That's how it works. Until you connect with that, you will never." get true answers you know he opened up he revealed his personal self and he spiritually collected and he had a great show I could hear it I was exhilarated just listening to it and I show, I'm sure his message will connect with a lot of people who's having the same issues alright so we got a webinar coming up Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Bathsheba and myself will be conducting a webinar on homeschooling. Uh, she will be conducting most of that webinar, and I'll be adding in, you know, how we're connecting this to being a national. Um, it's only 50 bucks. I sent the email out with the link. Go there, pay for it. 50 bucks. It's, it, you got it. You know, it's good information, powerful information, showing you how to correctly do this. Because some people just, I'm just my own school and don't know they got a protocol to follow. And then when the state come knocking on the door, hey, your kid ain't in school, this and that. You're not doing this. Boom. They got problems because they didn't give notice. It wasn't in honor. So, uh, and before I get into this topic of boundaries, I want to give shouts out to all of those people who are pushing daily 
to move towards their goals of success, prosperity, peace in their life. I want to just give you gratitude and thanks that I see some of you guys on Instagram, instead of posting ratchet stuff, y'all posting your businesses, you know, what you're doing on a daily basis, making it, making your business a part of your life. So topic of discussion today is boundaries. So first, I want to read Matthew chapter 13. You know, I always use the Bible as a, a, a platform, open your minds up. And I know some people, oh, the Bible's fake, they rewrote it. Yeah, yeah, I know they rewrote this thing thousands of times. But it doesn't mean there's not good information in there. Because remember, Christ spoke always in parables. There's a double meaning, triple meaning, sometimes quadruple meaning in these scriptures. And the only way you're going to see is if you open up your spiritual side of your mind, your higher consciousness, you'll see it. And this is what I want to talk about today. Because a lot of y'all got boundaries on yourself, and you don't even know it. You don't even see the boundaries. Even when I was playing the song from uh, John Lennon talking about, he said, what if there was no heaven? Even heaven is the boundary. Hell is a boundary. All of those things are boundaries. And these things have kept you from achieving the things for which you desire. Achieving divinity. Because you have placed a boundary on your consciousness. You drew a line line in the sand. You put a limit. And just to emphasize what I'm saying, here we go. I was going to start Matthews, but the Spirit takes me to another direction. It says in Genesis chapter 1, 26, and it says, And God said, Us, make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Dominion. He said, let, us, let them have dominion. What does dominion mean? Do y'all really get this having dominion? You can see people are running around. I'm working on God's plan. Let me tell you, their plan is already done. There's no other plan to be made. It's already written. All you got to do is understand what the plan is. Whatever God planned for, planned for me. What do you mean? It was made when you got here. The reason why you can't see it because you're still waiting on this other plan. This other agenda. And the, and the only reason why you're waiting on it because someone else told you that you need to wait on it. They never told you to go with inside yourself and the plan will be revealed. Go into that secret place. Okay, dominion definition. It says sovereignty or control. And I know some of y'all say y'all sovereign citizens or y'all sovereign above the law. 
So this is a scripture I just gave y'all written in your other work. The definition of dominion says sovereignty or control, supremacy, ascendancy, dominance, domination, superiority. Your very existence is superior to any other law that is not within the realm of God's law or the superconsciousness of God. So let's be, let me go be even more specific. You got to go into your mind, have dominion over your mind. Dominant. And a lot of y'all don't have domination over your mind because you're letting other people's ideas control your thoughts and what you do and what you say and how you react to people. Even when people come at you twisted, how you react back, you allow them to have dominion over you. But the when you do that, you are going against the very nature of your being. And this is why you have conflict. Because you're going against the very makeup of your own divinity. When you don't have dominion over your mind. And you allow people to get you out of sorts. And react and say and do things that is not Divine or look divine. And let me continue. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. Then he said, and God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. It says that, wait a minute. Dominion again over everything. But yet people don't have dominion. They oh, I got to go get a job. And let this man tell me how much you're going to pay me and how much vacations I'm going to take, how much uh, time I can take off, when I can take off, how many sick days. Huh? That's not having dominion. That sounds more like a master-slave relationship. So even to have a job is going against your very spiritual nature? Oh, I know I'm shaking some trees now. A lot of y'all, oh, I got to have a job. Only what job did Jesus have or Christ have? Where did he go to work at? And somehow he was taking care. Same thing for his disciples. The disciples stopped what they were doing to go do this work. Right? We all know these are metaphorical situations in the Bible. And they have a higher meaning to it, which I'm going to break down some of these higher meanings today. But I'm telling you, you have already been given the plan. The plan is laid out, and the plan is to have dominion. It's that simple. It's nothing else. That's sovereign. There's nothing else to do but to have dominion. So to have dominion means to have dominion over your thoughts, your consciousness, and produce all of the peace, prosperity, and wealth that you desire or produce whatever you do desire. Just so happened, I speak on peace, prosperity, wealth, and good health because those are the things I desire. You may not desire those things. And I shall have those. 
because it has been given to me to have dominion over those things. To have an abundance in my bank account. Have an abundance in my pocket. Have an abundance of food. Got, I'm, I'm having dominion. You see? I don't have boundaries. There's no boundaries. Okay, if it's sovereign, then there's no boundaries. They, they don't go together. It's like light and darkness. All right? So there you go. You're supposed to, that is the job. That is the plan, is to have dominion. There it is, written right there in black and white. So when someone comes to, oh, just wait on God's plan, you need to run because they don't even know what they're talking about. It's a Bible who already gave you the plan. So let's go to Matthew chapter 13, where I was starting at. It said, that same day, Jesus went out the house and sat by the lake. Once again, he's sitting by water. What did I tell you water represent last, last week? It represents people. Okay? Such large crowds gathered around him because in the next sentence it says such large gra- gra- crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. So, let's break this down. There is a higher meaning to this. It says, such a large crowd, such a large sea or water of people that he had to get in a boat and separate himself and left them on the shore. Why did he do that? I'll break it down. Let me keep reading. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred sixty or thirty times what was sown whoever has ears let them hear see after every time he does that it's just whoever has ears let them hear what ear is he talking about is he talking about a physical ear no he's talking about a spiritually high conscious mind so let me go back and show you what this is talking about so he got on a boat to remove himself from that crowd right so what is, I told you last week, sitting above waters and sitting among, arising above the negative thoughts of people. So that large crowd of people had a mixture of negative thoughts with them. So he had to remove himself out onto the water before he could speak to them. He couldn't speak to them standing where they were in their consciousness that they were in. He had to remove himself Onto the, onto the water because it was such a large crowd, such a large amount of low vibrational thinking. Are you willing to do that? Remove yourself from negative thinkers, negative situations? And let me be clear, the first thing you need to remove is not looking at people as negative. You need to remove the negative very thoughts in your mind, in your 
that you're thinking. This is about you. This is about me. This is not about other people. This is not a message that you start looking for negative people and let me remove myself from them because the very first person you need to be looking at is in the mirror and see where your negative thoughts are taking you. Because really, the truth of the matter is what you're seeing in people is what's in you. Let this mind be in you. That is also in Christ Jesus. (laughs) See, it's your mind, because think about it. When you look at people and you have, oh, that person is no good. That's a negative thought. You just projected a negative thought right out of your mind. So really, this is a message about you, about me looking at those negative thoughts and cleaning that house, that house of many mansions that Christ spoke of. My father's house have many rooms. Where's this father's house? In your mind, in your thoughts, and you need to clean them. But see, the Christ came and showed you that he prepared a way for you to have the Christ mind, for you to go to, right? He said, I prepare a way. My house, my father's house have many rooms. What he did was he showed you how he cleared his mind of all of the negative thinking, rose above the negative thoughts of people, now, you must do the same thing. I'll elaborate on this, on this later on. All right? The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will, whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. So what is what is the Christ mind saying here? He's saying simply that until some people would never get it because their mind is not connected to wanting to change their mind. They're still in love with this negative thinking. Some people just love being a victim to their circumstances. And that person will never see the truth of where the answers are. See, the disciples, Christ and all the disciples are just aspects of your own mind. So the aspects of Christ, the Christ mind through his disciples, wants the truth. See, they asked, he said, why do you speak to them that And then he revealed it. Do y'all realize this whole conversation that this that is supposed to be happening in the Bible is not a real conversation, a literal conversation? This is a Christ consciousness having a conversation with the 12 apostles of his consciousness in his mind. Like I keep telling y'all every week, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to myself. I'm having a conversation with the aspects of my mind and sorting things out. This is really what's going on. Oh, no. I just showed y'all the truth. I know some of y'all too religious minded to even accept that. That this is just a conversation between the Christ consciousness and his 12 aspects of his own mind. Don't you work around the house and sometimes you're trying to work on something and you're just talking away. 
talking to yourself. Why did you do that, I see? What's this for? Having this big old conversation. But you can't believe that when I tell you that this is just a conversation of the super consciousness right now, sorting things out. Y'all can't see that? All right, let me keep going. All right, where was I? All right. He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of heaven, though seeing they do not hear, though hearing they do not hear or understand, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. But these, this people's heart has been callous. They hardly hear with they, but they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. But truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it. He's even saying, even if some of the prophets didn't get it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Even they, even with all of their prophecies, showing that you can prophesy and still not get it. And I know so many preachers and pastors on that level, where they got, they, they, they can preach, they can pastor, and even sometimes give a prophecy. But they still can't hear it. They still can't see the truth. All right? Listen, then, what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, like what I'm doing right now, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. Who is this evil one? Is it some devil, some outside? No, it's that negative thought. Oh, no, that's not, that can't be. Instead of open up the mind and take the boundaries off your thoughts, because that's what the problem is. A lot of people are so religious-minded, they have these boundaries Oh, just not what I hear people say all the time to me on several occasions. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what my pastor says. That's not what I learned as a child. Do you know when you say that you just place a boundary on your whole understanding and you will never get or see the truth of your very divinity? If you don't open your mind up to see the possibilities of something different than what you was taught. And I don't get it sometimes because if you look at your life up until this point, is it what you want it to be? And if it's not what you want it to be, that means all of that stuff you've been learning from the day you came out of your mama's womb until now is not working. Because the minute you get the truth, it sets you free. You become prosperous. You become peaceful. It's not a long journey or it's not a long process. Once you get the boom, because the Bible says you'll be raised up into heaven in the twinkle of an eye. Once you die out of that old self, what does that mean? You'll be raised up into higher consciousness of your mind, into heaven. Now you can operate above the water, above the negative thinking. Okay, this is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word at once receives it with joy. 
But since they have now a root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of word, of the word, they quickly fall away. These, yes, the people come along, they hear a good thing. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go run and do it. And things may work for them for a while. But as soon as the problem comes, the, that enemy, that negative thinking comes back, persecution, they go right back to where they were. They fall away. They stop practicing what they did in the first place to get them where they're going. They go back to the old ideas, the old negative thinking. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what is sown. Let me go back to the other one. The one where the seed falling among the thorns, but someone hears, but the words of life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word. So what that means is people get it, right? They hear it, sounds good, but they cannot connect to the positive, see themselves in which they desire. And they have what you call a poor money money IQ. Like, they'll say things like, I ain't got no money. I'm broke. But it said deceitfulness of wealth. And then sometimes people with money can lose it too, because they have a greedy perception of money. They, they, they want money for greedy reasons. To show off. To make themselves feel better than somebody else. You see? But let's go to this last one. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. See, it takes, you have to hear it and understand it. When you're having those conversations with yourself and you're sorting things out and you're receiving relations, not only that you hear it, you have to understand it, what it is. But it says that this is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what what was sown. So when you make yourself good soil, when you make your mind good soil, you got your, there's all types of minds. There's bad minds and good minds. There's good soil and bad soil. But if you have good soil, your mind, and once you catch on to the truth, you become wealthy beyond your your imagination. Why? Because you did the work, and I see people doing it. I see good soil. I see good minds, and because they're doing it, they're making it a habit. See, good soil keeps producing good deeds, good works. You see the fruit of your labor. And when you meet adversity, because just because, you know, you got good soil, it doesn't mean the storm doesn't come and try to tear those crops, those crops away, which is the, your thoughts, the many thoughts that you have, the hundredfold of those thoughts that you got going on, try to transform those good thoughts into negative. 
that's going to happen. But because you know the truth, you know how that that's just the process. That you got to keep looking at the Christ mind and you can continue to walk on water, like I said last week. Now let's go over to the last point I want to make. And that is John chapter 14. And this is, I keep telling you, Jesus. The Genesis said for you to have dominion. You are made in the likeness of God, so therefore you are God. You are the I am, because after I am, that's God. Whatever you say after that, that's what it'll be. Okay? I am rich. I am wealthy. I am healthy. I am peaceful. I am living. All of those are God's thoughts. All those are God's words. You are setting the pace. You are speaking the word. So be careful what you put after I am. John chapter 14, it said, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. What are these rooms? What is this father's house? It's a higher thought, the higher consciousness of your own mind. Christ is referring to. Another conversation within the, the Christ consciousness saying, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am, I am going there to prepare a place for you? So what he's saying, I'm going into this house to prepare a place. I'm preparing my super consciousness, my mind, to have positive thinking all the time. I'm showing you. I am the, the example. Let me prove it. Prove it. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. He said, you know the way to the place that I am going. And how is that? Is this a literal, physical place? Or is this a conscious he said, you know where I'm going. What is one of, what's the one thing that the Christ always did? He always went off and meditated. He, every, every, every time he had something big to do, he went off and meditated. So what he's just saying, you know where I'm going. I'm going into my consciousness. I'm going into my super consciousness, and I'm going to meditate, and I'm going to dream. I'm going to dwell on all of the things that I want. To happen I'm going to send blessings out During this time I'm going to be thankful Forever thankful for everything that happens Even the things that I think Are bad He said you know where I am going Because they have seen him done To do this so many times Go off by himself and meditate Going into his father's house The place and preparing the rooms of his mind for peace, prosperity, wealth, and good health. This is your only job. Because if you get this job right, you get this taken care of, everything else falls into place. Your finances get taken care of, your relationships get taken care of. Everything works. Then, of course, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? 
Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. But now on, you do not know him and have seen, you do know him and have seen him. So he's saying, if you see me and the things that I'm doing, that I'm practicing on a daily basis, you see the Father. You see the example. I am him and he is in me. Let me keep reading because he's going to keep saying this over and over again. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. See, he's still asking, show me this physical. And that's why people can't see because y'all want to see some physical manifestation when the answer is right locked away, right in your own consciousness, right in you. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. I can say, I can, how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father? Did you? He said, I am in the Father. He didn't say, I'm out of the Father, or the Father's up in the sky, or somewhere else. He said, I am in the Father, and that the Father is in me. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me. He said the Father is living in him. I keep telling you, the Father is right there in you, in your own consciousness. Who is doing this work? That super subconscious mind is doing the work. It's in you. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the work themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, meaning I'm going off to meditate, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may, you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Now, the church has said, call on the name of Jesus and all that. We all know, I have a Bible to prove it from 1611, that Jesus is not his name, not the name that you're calling on. What name shall you call on? What is, the, what is this name? What is the correct name? Because even though Jesus spoke to the other people in parables, he's speaking to them in parables too. Because they still wasn't getting it, even though they was his apostles. And it was some aspects of his mind that was doubting what he was saying. He had to keep convincing over and over. And that's what you got to do on a daily basis. When you keep calling yourself, I am wealthy, you got to keep going back to Dowden Thomas and correct him because he'll come back. No, you're not. All right, your bank account don't reflect that. All of these are conversations with the Christ consciousness mind, showing you how the pushback comes of your own thoughts to doubt. Where's the where is this? When you say, I want this, I I, I wanna I want this million dollar house, then then the, the consciousness comes back and says, How you gonna get it? Where you gonna get the money from? Where's the father? <laughs> this is what's going on. This is it's this simple. But the church has convoluted these messages so bad that you can't know whether you're coming or going. 
It's this simple, people. It's all about you. It's all about your thoughts and the pushbacks you give yourself. If you want a million-dollar house, you can have it. Even if your bank account don't have a million in it, you can get it. You can have it. All you got to do is have dominion. Don't put boundaries on your own thoughts. Some of you have walked away from a great relationship because you had a boundary of limit, maybe because of person's age, maybe some hang up about some thing. something very simple. You've worked away from great people that could have taken you to the next level or helped you get there because of the boundaries you put on your thoughts, the boundaries you put on your own self. When you've been given dominion over all things, and I have people contact me, I can't do it. I'm not like you. Yes, you are. You could do greater things than I can do. If you just understand your own power and stop putting limits, when you say that, you just put a boundary on yourself. I, I, I ain't never been involved in business this way. How, how do you learn business? You go and research it. You, you start... You start most of the information I get, I get in Google. This, these computers are powerful, and it gives me an idea, and it shows me, takes me different places, and then the truth comes. I don't. There's nobody I pick up the phone and call and say, "Hey, uh, can you help me with this, that, and the other?" Like maybe little triple things. How you fill out this form? You know, I had to ask Al how to fill out the form, um, 1455 and SF28 form, and he sent me those templates. Hint, hint. To show me how to do those correctly. Won't really talk about that too much. It's 7.59 and my daughter's about to call. I'm not finished, y'all. I'm not finished. I haven't even gotten to... Uh, did I do... Uh, I got a little bit more to talk about. So while... I'm going to take a short break. And... I'll be right back. I want to introduce to you right now a close friend and brother. To me, he is one of the best interpreters of song and spoken word. My friend, Pastor Marvin Wyman. Be blessed. Everybody. Bye. 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 
You will keep the commands. You will follow. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Oh, whoa. Okay, what is that? See, once you connect with the Christ mind, once you identify that that's where you need to be in that state of higher consciousness at all times, the truth comes. The information, everything, all of the teachings come and you can see what I see. You can live in this world, but be not of the world. You can be in the world, but not of the world. You can walk around and watch all these people blindly follow these people talking about we're masks in this pandemic, people dying. Oh, oh, the world is coming to an end. And you're living in bliss like the world is great. Life is good. My life is great, truthfully. I don't have a pandemic existence. I have an abundance existence because I keep my mind in the Christ consciousness. I believe that the Father is in me and I am in him. Let me go on because at the end of this, it really reinforces and brings it home that what Christ, the Christ mind and Christ consciousness was talking about, this conversation with God, the conversation that was going on in his mind. Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. Why? People de- see the lower consciousness will never see the truth. Ever. So stop trying to feed them. Stop trying to convince them. And then again, it's not your job to convince them. Your job is to live it out and be the example. Then they can see or maybe they'll some of that seed of fertile, you know, they become good soil eventually. Bad soil can become good soil. All right? But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Here it is again. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me. I am in you. So when I say you are God, so if I'm in the Father, Christ is in me, the Father is in me, only, that means God is in me. Therefore, I am God. I don't understand why people call that blasphemy because the scripture is just clearly lined out. Do I need to read it again? And on that day, you will realize. What does that mean, on that day, you will realize? Once you make the connection to the super consciousness, the higher consciousness, the higher thoughts of your mind, you will realize the all source, all of the source of your good, everything that's happening to you is by your own doing, own hand. You are the self-fulfilling property for your own life. You are God. See, I've heard pastors say, oh, you trying to be God. Uh, and I want you to say the next time he says that or she says that, yes, I am. There's a Bible. And then they say, that's Bible. And take him to the scripture. Or you can take him to the other one and say, yeah, God, children of the most high. 
Then on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. So the commands are to stay in that higher consciousness. Have dominion over your thoughts. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. So you will never get the truth until you connect. Never. It will not come until you let go all of that old religious dead teaching. As Reverend Ike used to say, the old religious cemetery, because that's what they are. They're dead. And they're producing but nothing but dead thoughts. Because nothing positive is coming out of there. People are not raising themselves up. People are not being raised from the dead in the church. And what I mean by raised from the dead, they're not being raised from those dead thoughts. You will not have success until you disconnect from those old teachings. It's a new day. In order to become a new man or a new woman, you've got to get rid of the old stuff. And a lot of y'all getting rid of everything, but y'all won't let go of those raggedy churches. Those raggedy preachers, those raggedy pastors that's holding you back, that's putting boundaries on you, saying to you that the only way you're going to get the truth is if you, I tell you. I'm the person putting your life to, to give you the truth. I'm the person, I'm your spiritual father. They're bold enough to say those crazy things to you. Wait a minute. That's not Bible, because the Bible says the Father would be in you. Was your pastor in you? No, he ain't. And, I, and if he in you, you better, uh, I don't know. That don't sound too wholesome. But no, you ain't got no spiritual father. The only spiritual father you got is in you. And the Bible is telling you, he's in you, and, and you are in him. So your connection only is with the spirit, the, the super consciousness of God. That's it. There's nothing in between that. There was no statement that said, you and the Father, I'm in you and you and me, and there go the pastor too. It didn't say that. It said this. All right. And lastly, if you really want that success that you're looking for, you must give up all of that old thinking. That 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 tied negative thoughts that are not even yours because a lot of your belief systems, a lot of your boundaries is all because someone told you this is what the truth is. And you didn't go into the secret place and ask for the truth. The only way I got the truth is when I asked for the truth at one of my lowest points in my life. I asked for it. And boy, did I get it. I didn't like it at first because it disrupted everything that I was teaching. It went against everything that I was taught by my mama, my daddy, the, the, the elders in the congregation, the whole society of, you know, that was attached to that religion. It went against all of their stuff. It defied everything. And that's 
when you to get liberated, the truth comes, and it, it, it that's why the, the y'all need to read that scripture said when Christ says, "I didn't come to bring peace; I came to bring the sword." Put mother against daughter, father against son. That's what happens when the truth comes. It goes against all of that old stuff. So, from here on out, think a new thought. And the new thought is, I am God. I am the one who's bringing all good into my life. But in order to get good, you have to believe in who you really are. You can't have these false gods, these false teachings. That being said, there's a hand up. Somebody want to join in the conversation. If y'all want to join in on the conversation, put your hand up and have something to share. I know some of y'all do have something to share spiritually. So I know somebody connected with what I was saying and want to say, but don't be embarrassed to speak it. It's like what I was telling uh, Bombay yesterday. Just say it. Be real with yourself. Be truthful. And then the, 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 that that consciousness that will connect to you, that father in you, the son in you, will come out. And everything out of your mouth will be the truth and, and, and it will be light to the world. 843-814. Hey, how you doing? <clears throat> I'm doing good. How are you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing good. Um, I just want to add about the boundaries and stuff like that. Basically, you know, like you said, they're self-imposed. We put these boundaries on ourselves. Um, and it, it, everything just starts with your mind. Like you said, if you think positive, you're going to get positive results. And it's not just about thinking positively. It's also about, also about your actions have to be positive as well. You know, you have Absolutely. to you have yeah. to move in a way that's positive, do things that's positive. That's why when you were saying about the, the soil, that, that you can like you said, bad soil can turn to good soil, but it takes work. It takes if you got too much nitrogen or you don't have enough nitrogen or whatever the case, whatever it's lacking, you have to go with in yourself and find out what you're lacking, where your your shortcomings are, or uh, you know your bad habits, and it starts right, with breaking those right. things down. And, and and once you see those things, continuously attack them. If you see yourself, you know, you you know you might be going on a good run. You might be you might have a whole week where you don't think negatively. And you stare yourself, and then you catch yourself again thinking negatively. Don't get discouraged because it happens to everybody, even the most successful people get into a, a, a negative rut. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, it's a constant... It's why the Christ always went off and meditated to get himself, get himself centered. Because really, like I said, those scriptures is just the 12 aspects of the Christ consciousness battling with the, with the maids, the 13, the number one. Yeah. Battling against him. Yeah. Well, well, you saying this, and they they coming from all directions. That's it. Y'all, y'all yep. the, 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 the world got y'all thinking thirteen is an unlucky number. It's not. It's a divine number. It's actually very lucky. Right. <laughs> so even there, 
you know, just those. And I didn't realize who I was speaking with at first because I didn't recognize the number. Y'all do know this is uh, Akeem Jr. that's talking right now. <laughs> I didn't know who it is at first. I was like, oh, you know, so okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right about that. You are absolutely right. Even the most successful people do. Even the Christ consciousness has these periods where he has to do a self-correcting. If you if you had it all together, then there's no meditation. Because we're right. in a world where the, the dominant thought is negative thinking. Yep. We're sitting in the third dimension of negative thinking. This is this dimension. This is the, the, the way it works. I don't want to get too scientific twilight zone on people. <laughs> but you're trying to get to the fifth dimension. And actually... If you watch, y'all need to go watch, go binge watch the Twilight Zone. Because uh, he talks about third dimension, fifth dimension. The, people don't understand that uh, that, 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 that show was a, a, a before its time. Yeah, you're trying to really get into the Twilight Zone in your consciousness where all things are possible. Yeah. Because what did the Twilight Zone represent? All kind of stuff was going on in the Twilight Zone that we weren't we wouldn't see in the third dimension, you know? Yeah. But when you really look and, and, at it, it was all about the thoughts of the mind. It was always about how people perceive stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep, man. And, and, and truthfully, we're already in the twilight zone. We're just using it in a negative way. Yep. Our mind is producing all of this negative COVID-19 and and, and all of these crazy things, we, we act collectively the negative consciousness yep. of mind of people. That's, is that's exactly what it, it is. Ain't the government that doing it. The people wanted it. <laughs> yep. They believe we in put it. it. We put we put they, off, when we watch the news and, and all this oh COVID, these people dying and stuff like that. You know, certain people get into a fear. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's what creates that connective consciousness because we're all one not everybody is 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 within that but we are living in that that truth of what's going on because majority of the people believe in that stuff right that's why christ had to get in that boat and get on that water and get away from that so what i'm trying to tell y'all get in that boat get away teach them from a distance Mm-hmm. But don't be down there on the ground with them, because you're gonna get caught up. You know, and believe you could, and believe you can walk on water, because you can. <laughs> you can. Who, who's yeah. who's to tell you that you can? And you know, you yourself is the only person telling you that, and that's like you said. Why Jesus did. always went and meditated because he was fighting against himself, his his own inclinations. Mm-hmm. See. When they condensed the Bible down, they took out all of those uh, things he had went through. They took out a lot. You know, the younger Christ was not as innocent as people want to believe. I have the, that those missing years. I read it. Now I, I show you know I shared that with your your grandfather. Why? Well, who wrote that book? How you gonna believe? <laughs> you know that's what he said because he he will never get it because he's not ready to accept that. His truth yeah. is what he believes in. Don't let him have it. You know. 
So yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, just like you said, we got to be an example. We can't force, you know, enlightenment or pe- or growth on people. That's only if they want it. You know, and right. that's what we kind of do this for. Is is we do it for the the one percent of people who actually want to better themselves, who want to grow, who want to understand that it's really just it starts with you. And when you understand yep. that it starts with you, you can make anything go far. Yep. Anything the world starts to transform right before your eyes. You turn um lead into gold, it, and it, you really can't do that. You know. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, it, and and what I tell people is, even if you have to, like, I tell people try to, you know, start off with big goals or big dreams, whatever the case may be. But if it takes you starting off with small goals and achieving those goals and and feeling good about yourself, as far as oh, I can actually do this. Because sometimes it takes that. It even took that with me, you know, writing down certain goals back in the day and finally achieving them years later and realizing, wow, I actually wrote this down and I achieved it. And, you know, that's that's where it comes with putting stuff in stone. That's why it's important to write stuff down, you know, and continuously when you wake up, think about those, you know, whatever it is, those, uh, those the, the end, you feel what I'm saying, the dream, the imagination. You know, a lot of us are using our imagination in the wrong way, well, why not we use our imagination in the right way? What, 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 how do, you know, how do we really want it to go? Do, you know, if, even if it's not going good, how, how would we really want it to go? You know, instead of thinking, oh, right. you, know, you know, I don't have no money. I don't have this. I like that. And that's where we get into the sin. Sin is nothing but just lack. You feel what I'm saying? And that's true what sin is. You know what I'm saying? When you think of abundance, in a Christ-like mind, that's when, you, you know, things turn around for you. You know, you start to see that you can turn those negative, anything negative, positive, because you control the power. Nothing has power over you unless you give it power. Mm-hmm. You're right. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, but you must be in the Christ consciousness. Yep. Yeah, will people come up against you? Yes, but... That's them. That's their thinking, but don't align with the thinking, and it won't prosper. You know. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. All right. Appreciate your your input on that. You got another caller here. All right. All right. right. Peace. All right. Peace. Um. Four oh four two four seven. Four four two four seven. Yeah, nope. Hakeem, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you very well. Oh, good. Okay, I'm driving home, so uh, greetings okay. to everyone. This is Felice from Atlanta, and uh, this is really good what you're doing and where you're going. And uh, I've been listening. I listened last week, and I just wanted to uh, thank you because. It's helping me in my journey. Uh, when I left the church five years ago, and I've been, you know, a Christian all my life. And uh, when I left the church, I went in the opposite direction, and I didn't want to have anything to do with this Christ thing, you know. And so I was open. The universe opened me up to so many uh, 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 uh Things that, you know, were just natural to us as melanated people. 
and I didn't want to go from one extreme to the other. And, you know, I didn't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. And, you know, I'm hearing you and other people talk about this Christ consciousness. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Because, you know, I'm thinking Christ Jesus, this person, blonde hair, blue eyes. And with what I'm understanding about him, I'm like, no, he was created. I don't want to have anything to do with him. Uh, but you're talking about consciousness, and uh, it's just, it's it's so different. It's very refreshing, and it's um, giving me the courage to rediscover that part of my being uh, that I, I don't have to be a Christian, but I can still have the consciousness of Christ. Am I saying that right? Yes, you're saying it perfectly. You're saying it perfectly. Because there were days I'm asking God, you know, are you schizophrenic? Because when I read the Bible, I see the contrast in him. And Mm -hmm. then in my own mind, I'm trying to follow Christ, trying to follow God, and they just seem to flip flop. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. And well, I, I God think that's the, what it was. The God, as they describe him in a physical way, is schizophrenic, and uh, uh, he's, he's a he's a uh, male chauvinistic God, you know. And he's he he'll take you out if you don't listen to him, especially in the Old Testament, you know. If you don't do what I say, you die, you know that type of God. Oh, um, and then all of a sudden he flips the script. In the New Testament, oh, nothing you do would ever be lost, and you will always be loved by God. Wait a minute, you ain't show that in the Old Testament. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. Go ahead. And I just got tired. I just got yeah. tired. It was such a struggle. And um, so now I'm trying to find a medium, that balance. I don't want to be too extreme in either direction, but just to right. find that place right. of peace in the center. Because, uh, uh, you know, Christianity teaches you to look outside yourself. That's all I had ever known, you know, you, the pastor, mm-hmm. your parents, and I ran after all of them. P.J., mm-hmm. Joyce Meyer. I live here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And all well, of them yeah, you got all Atlanta. the big preachers over there. Oh, yeah. man. I'm Crystal telling Dollar. you. Uh, uh, guy, Eddie, Eddie Long, I think it was. Eddie Long. Yeah. Eddie Long. Yeah. Over there in Latonia. I think he passed. Did he pass? Yeah. Oh, yes, he did. He did. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my, I used to live in Atlanta for a bit, and my territory for cable was in those areas where those big churches were. And one thing that was common about the big churches Eddie Long, they were in the poorest neighborhoods. The poorest mm-hmm. of the you know, dollars church was smack in the middle of the project where if I didn't get out of that project doing my work, I was stuck because everybody was at the church. It would take me almost 45 minutes just to get Across uh twenty, yeah, you know, across oh, man, over there you know. yeah. because everybody was leaving that church. But uh, but uh, yeah, and then I just, yeah. and then I, you know, I met a lot of their followers, 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 followers in the church, 
And um, and, um, and some woman was trying to get cable. She couldn't really afford it. And her credit wasn't good. She had to put the cable in some months. And she had a bunch of crap low dollars. Yeah. This is the fruit of the church. You know? And I I didn't feel I had any power. I really didn't. And, uh, well, I'm here to tell you, you got all the power. You got all the power. You've been there the whole yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Just you like know. Dorothy, clipping those wheels. I, I had it in me all the you time. You said it perfectly when you said that. She had the power the whole time. Mm-hmm. All she had to do was close her eyes and click your heels three times and she's home. There is no place like home. Imagine she could have been home. home. She, she went through all of that stuff. And he was eating all of those little characters, which was just like in the Bible. The aspects of her mom. The lion, the cowardly lion. No, the been there with no heart. Mm-hmm. The straw man. Yep. You see with no brain. And isn't that a lot of how a lot of people walk around right there? Like scarecrow with no brain? That's really a story about our life. It is. Now, that's really a story about the church. Because when she found out where, who this wizard was, it was just an old man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Faking. Saying loud things. Yeah, you know, and that's what we've been living through. We've been living, looking for old man behind the curtain. Uh, you must have a uh, volume of this echoing back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um... Am I still echoing? It's me that's echoing. It's gone now. It's gone. That's good. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what we've been living through with these, you know, in our religious thinking. And we're not just talking about Christianity. No, it's Christianity mm-hmm. in my reality because that's what I was raised on, but it's all of these. Right. Things. Every last one of them. And one day I'll get into the Bible where it shows that all of them are the wizards. Taking you away from your true power of who you are. You see? And once you discover, see, no one could ever tell me I'm wrong because I had the experience. I could tell you I had an experience. Mm-hmm. When it happened, how it happened, like it happened yesterday, this happened over 20 years ago. When, you know, when the experience came to me that all of what I was told was. And I just accept it without proof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't research it. I didn't go and study it and compare notes and dot my eyes, cross my T's. I just, my mama said, this is the right thing to do, and I did it. But then you know, I'm we looking at my life. Yeah. We were taught to be obedient, you know, uh-huh. uh, not to question authority, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, even that's not Bible. That wasn't Bible because he had Job who questioned God. There were several people who questioned the the the, the, the uh, consciousness of God. Yeah, and, and and that gave me the courage to. It's not to challenge God, but just to ask Him, show me truth, because I've been living this life. For the last 50, 60 years, and I'm just not feeling it anymore. 
And so with your permission, show me truth. And that's when I promise the light bulbs went off and, and it was just fireworks all around me and just truth, mm-hmm. truth, 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 truth. And mm-hmm. it, 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 it surged from within me. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's like knowing that's what exactly I know now. That that... He was exactly. He was probably at my lowest point when I asked for the truth. And then, well, it was. Um, we got that echo again, but don't worry. I can get to it. Um, um, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes. All right. That's better. Um, yeah. When I, the moment I asked it, the truth. I said I was now. I don't know how you your experience was. I was given. I gave God the every curse word that you could think of. <laughs> oh, I got to asking for the truth. And then after I went through my rant, you know, my rant, I said, you know what? I want the effing truth. Wait, I don't want to hear yeah. from nobody else. Yeah. That's how I know the the, the real God don't care nothing about curses. Because he granted that yeah. wish. He granted he, that wish as soon as I yeah. said it. I said, I want the truth, and I don't want to hear it from nobody else. And then the moment I said yeah. that, things got quiet. And then all of a sudden, just as quiet and calm, it says, you don't know me because everything you know about me comes from someone else. Mm-hmm. And that, that thought opened up an explosion into my mind. And I said, oh, my God, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I had to accept that. That's what it was. That that was where the problem was. I was believing and setting boundaries on myself based on information I never vetted. Yeah. For myself, or made that personal connection. So I was looking at everybody else to tell me the answer, and, it, and then the answer came right inside of me. And it was my voice. It wasn't a strange voice. It was my voice that said it. So that's what the Bible says. The Father is in you. The Christ is in you. The Christ in me spoke at that time. It spoke to me. It said, yeah, here's the truth. Here's the reality. You blaming everybody else for your problem, but you at fault because you took and ran with some nonsense that you was taught since you was a kid. And that's you blame me? You want to blame me for your problem? No, you the problem. Because you believed it. You the sucker. You took it <laughs> and accepted. <laughs> you know? And, and, and the, the beauty is if you have the courage to step into the unknown, we really can handle the truth. Yes, we really can. can. And, and yeah. it's not that you won't wrestle, fuss, cuss, cry, because when the truth comes and you see it for what it is, going to be a reaction and I did all of that I'm like you when I uh, as truth came to me it just blew my mind and I got mad and I got angry and I was like oh yes yeah. I, I know you had an experience because I had the same experience <laughs> I got angry how did I how did they tell me all of this lies and then I had to get like no they they only going off what they were taught <laughs> Thank you. you know, That's the other revelation. You know, I just, then I said, well, yeah. how do I tell them that all this stuff is made up? And, 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 and this ain't really what it is. How do I tell them? 
And then you go to that period of trying to convince other people to hear what you say. And then I woke up one day and I said, it ain't my job to convince them. My job is just to share it. Yeah. Don't take your word to make people believe you. Just share it. That's it. If they want to hear it. Don't force it on them. Walk Mm -mm. away. And the hardest people you'll have to deal with that is your family. Because they'll come at you with all of these crooked beliefs Mm -hmm. and try to give it to you. And then when you try to give them some truth, they call you the devil. You that don't like I haven't been told that. That sounds stupid. And, so I, and all I said was, I said, the spirit of God is nothing but love. And once you grasp that, everything else falls into place. And I and I ain't gonna say who it is, so I won't be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I was looking straight in my eyes and said, that sounds stupid. Oh my. <laughs> That's exactly what they look me right in my eye. Uh-huh. And, and, wow. and I wasn't upset. I just, you know what? You they can't, don't get it. That's what the Bible says. They they hear, but they can't hear. They see, mm-hmm. but they can't. Yeah, because they're still caught up in holding on to the old ideas, these old teachings. Until they challenge their beliefs and want the truth and ask for the truth. Because, see, a lot of people think they've been asking for the truth and they ain't asked for nothing. All they ask for is the same old tired people to give them the same old lie. Then they go to the pastor. Oh, you know, I'm thinking this and that. And what do you think? And then he goes and gives you his old dysfunctional nonsense that's been running through his head. And now he just contaminated you. And that goes along with the scripture says, he that tampers with one of these child might as well tie the millstone around his neck and pitch it. Around his neck, yep. And he's going to tickle their ears. Because it's a, it's a reciprocal relationship. And it's a right. cycle that feeds itself. You know, mm-hmm. and that, it, it, it's, it's ego and, uh, you know, selfishness, pride, all those lower negative energies. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, right. The beat goes on, and I just leave them right, right there. <laughs> I'm always leery of a pastor that opens his mouth and says, you need me, because God put me in this position to tell you something. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, 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 I don't, I, when I hear that, no. Nah. <laughs> That's the devil. <laughs> no, it ain't. Because, only, see, you got enough issues already struggling with the consciousness of your own mind and didn't allow another consciousness to tell you that. To come and in. You it, it's dangerous. That's what I was trying yeah. to explain. That the whole Christ story is a, con- it's a super consciousness of the Christ mind having a conversation with itself and going through all of these trials and tribulations in, wow. in these alternate thoughts that come to keep them off the pedestal of the Christ consciousness. Because mm. if you look at the disciples, they was always distracting him. And he was trying to get them in, hey, y'all sleeping and I'm over here doing this. <laughs> but he was talking to himself. Because he had some part of his mind was drifting away from where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. If you really get to the point, you have to get to the point where you had to die out of yourself. Die out of the old self. Meaning, the whole Christ sacrifice story is it's a conscious battle because what did people do in his all night they were lying on him these same people he healed was lying on him he'd done stuff and y'all experienced this in your own life you probably experienced where you helped people and you genuinely wanted to help them 
and then they turn around and stab you in the back. Mm-hmm. That's that's the same situation. And what do you have to do? Get you gotta die out of your ego <laughs> of wanting to retaliate and just overlook mm-hmm. that and move on. And say nothing in defense of yourself. Because what did he do? They were just only time he ever opened his mouth is when he said, Are you the son of God? He said, You yourself say that. Mm-hmm. All the other lies he didn't even address. The people will tell you, Oh, you need your reputation is everything. You need to defend yourself. No, you don't. I don't have to defend nothing. There was a time was bad, really bad things was being said about me. And and people were like, well, what you gonna do? And I wanted to say stuff, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. But when as time passed out, passed on, that me doing that has made things way better than I could have done by defending myself. Yeah. Because yeah. Nothing, the truth, when the truth is, it stays constant and consistent, and it reveals all things. So I don't have to defend the truth. Just sit back and let it play itself out. Yeah. Let I don't have to defend myself. I know who I am. I will be in me. So why do I have to convince people just because I want to keep a listener? No. See, I lost the desire to keep listening. I appreciate people and I thank people for listening. But I don't have a desire to keep millions of listeners. My desire is just to teach and talk about this. And if people come and they listen, I'm thankful for that. You see? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. My doesn't change because no one listens to my show. No, my existence is the same because this is what I've been given to do. This is the vision that was placed in me many years ago. And you're looking to reach people horizontally. You know, in the sense that that your words are speaking horizontally, but the but your words are also uplifting to bring them up vertically as well, because that's that's who right. you be. You know, mm-hmm. uh, your posture and your position is forever vertical, positive, upward. You know, forward moving. We're not staying you know, huddle down near the earth, near the ground, like 3D, nah. like what you were talking about. You got to be, a, you you gotta be above it all. In order to exactly. survive what's going on and what is to come in this 2020 year, you're going to have to rise above it all. Absolutely. I've got a call coming in, but I've got two okay. questions. Um, okay. USAA, my insurance company, my mother, I'm the power of attorney for her since my dad passed. And so they're asking for paperwork uh, to, you know, identify who I am. So I got it today. I'm going to send them my passport card, but they also wanted my social security card. And So what do you do? Like if you read the Social Security Administration website, when someone asks you for that, the remedy is right in that, in the social security says, you don't have to give them anything. And if they ask you to say what law is requiring that you give you a copy of that card. Okay. They need to provide you the law that you have to give it to them. And they'll, they'll back off that once you ask that question. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do a video on that uh, shortly and post it on YouTube. Because the remedy okay. is right there. It says, 
You don't have to give it to anyone. And if anyone asks you for it, just ask these questions. And usually when you ask those questions, they back off you with that. Okay. Um, The second one on the vaccination exemption letter, Mm -hmm. uh, the signature where I sign, it's got my last name, comma, first name, Mm -hmm. uh, uppercase or case. Do Mm -hmm. I sign it like that? And why is it printed like that? You don't have to sign it like that. I was teaching it that way now. Now that I understand what proper names are, you can sign it first name, last, upper and lower, and then write okay. all right. Write okay. all right. Okay. okay. Got all right. All right. right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. It's so good to hear someone who had a similar experience. And I know other people have these experiences, but they're afraid to talk about them. You know, even I was afraid to talk about them because you, you're afraid of how you deceive, but you got to lose that. You got to open up. If you really want to go to the next level, you're going to have to open up and speak these truths. There's no way you can get to the next level and not and just sit back and just keep it to yourself. Now, what I'm saying by speaking the truth, I'm not talking about forcing your thoughts on people. What I'm saying, you're going to have to be a witness to what you've experienced and be an example of it. Even didn't Christ teach, right? If you're going to be of the Christ mind and be Christ like, you're going to have to teach too. Oh, I know some of y'all ain't real. Me, I got it. No, yeah. Stop sitting there looking at a pastor to teach you. You be the teacher because you are the teacher. You are God. You are the divinity in all things you've been looking for. The answer was always in you because he said it. Christ said, the Father is in you. I'm in you. And you are in me. Oh, speaking of the Trinity. All right. I think this is a great show. Uh, And I think all those uh, Hakeem Genius for participating and Khalif uh, for participating, you know, people that were bold enough to speak up on this spiritual topic. Uh, I, I'd appreciate it some more people. I know y'all got some, some light in you y'all want to share. You know, as the time goes on, um, you know, things will get You'll, you'll be more open. Um, but this brings me to end of another great show. And I'm going to leave y'all with this, you know, let the church say amen. Amen. I want to introduce to you right now One of the best interpreters of song and spoken word. My friend, Pastor Marvin Wyman. Be blessed. Church. Let the church.
Let the church change. Let the church change. 